0: Hey everyone, before we kick this episode off, I urge everyone listening to like and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you may get your podcast from. So if you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating or also subscribe to us on Spotify. And I urge all of our listeners to head to our website and you can get more than just our podcast from there. We have news stories all the time there. We have feature articles there. So head to TNP Media. Dot au. That's tnpmedia.au. All right, without further ado, we'll get stuck into the podcast. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, The Valley Comes Alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Episode 179 of the Talking Power podcast. Welcome everyone, welcome to our listeners. If you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from, welcome along. If you're listening to us on 88.5 FM, welcome along. I'm here with our co-host, Simon Gonzo Travellini over there and Todd Brinkworth over there. How are we guys? I'm great. First day back at
1: work
2: for <laughs> First some. First day, yes. First day. Well, apparently. <laughs> God, for you I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy that Gons are so happy I'm, you know I've never seen you so fresh Gons <laughs>
0: no, a haircut he's got the nice haircut happening yeah I had
2: time to get a haircut <laughs> no offence I give it a month I reckon next time we see you'll you be like oh my god what have I done and, what's that at work yeah no, I was like that last week oh okay <laughs> Right. yeah it's nice to see you put the hard work in let's just say that but I reckon give it a month and yeah you'll be oh
1: nah, ready, or, ready old clothes like that. okay Anyone want to buy a converter
0: shop, transmission shop, fab shop? Just let me know. Let him know. (laughs) Give us a call. (laughs) Drop us an email. (coughs) He's ready to sell. No, you're not ready to sell. You wouldn't wouldn't sell. I was ready to sell 20 years ago. What do you you mean? (laughs) You
1: know, people think you get into the automotive industry, you know, like like, uh, people from a racing background. It's, oh, you know, it's awesome. I'm going to... Work on my race car. I'm gonna get down the track, and you know all the people down there are my customers. I, I can't. I think the last time I went to the track was for the Street Outlaws thing, and in what the last ten years, I think I've raced my car three times.
0: <laughs> it is hard. I mean, I can understand from your point of view, being a business proprietor as well in that industry, it's hard to you for you to also commit your time to your own your own endeavours. So the the. And, look, this is the part that I like
1: about it, ironically, uh, but, you know, leading up to a drag meet or uh, a big car event motivation, for example, or when the off-road racing season's on or burnout, you know, competition, there's always that rush job, the guy that suddenly realises a problem with, you know, his transmission or or whatever. Um, You know, and, and that's the thing, like that is the time that you would normally be preparing your vehicle mm. for the event. And it is impossible, not hard, it's impossible to do that and get their stuff done at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Hopefully, uh, we'll try and get down there for next season. Mm. I've started working on a couple of bits and pieces for the Camry so we can um, bring that back out. I mean, obviously, we're so close to running a 10, that would be our next Mm. goal. Um, And then, you know, progress from there. Mm. So we'll see. Now that Nicole's uh, full-time at All Fast, yeah, that's that's been massive help. Mm. Uh, But she also now understands how involved everything that we do is and how important it is that everything be you know, accounted for. So, you know, when, when you talk to a customer, it's not so much... It, it is obviously, you know, their engine combo and their car combo and then making the bit in between the, the couples, the, the engine to the car, the torque converter, getting that right uh, and making sure it meets the requirements. But you also have to take into consideration that, um, you know, when it's a street car, what you might like and think he's right will be totally different to what Todd likes or, or what I like. Mm. Um, so even though it might look right on paper, you need to take into consideration, well, what's he going to do with it? Mm. Well, is he, he going to drive it long distances? Is he going to beat on it? Is he worried about fuel consumption? Is he concerned about it getting hot? You know, And, and then you have to factor that in. With a drag car, it's relatively easy because it's 400 metres in a straight line. But even then... You know, you get guys that go, oh, I want to do a bit of eighth mile stuff, uh, you know, do country track. Because we, you know, obviously have a lot of, um, we have a lot of customers on the East Coast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there is a lot of eighth mile tracks. And, you know, you then need to go, well, yeah, you know, look, uh, the eighth mile, you know, it'll work. But if you want to optimize it for the eighth mile, we need to do this versus this for the quarter mile. So, you know. You got to spend the time with the customers, is what mm. I'm, I'm sort of trying to yeah,
0: say. Yeah. How hard is it to sometimes have that discussion with a customer that you know they're not going down the right path, or the combination that they may want or desire is not going to yield the results that that you know, Nick.
1: That is a really good question. That is that is an incredibly good question. Um, there are three ways to tackle it, right? So, uh, Paul O'Neill um he he gave me my favorite way, and that 's the shit sandwich <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so you tell them something good, you tell them the truth, and then you finish with something good <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um but y- y- you know option two, which is generally what I do is 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 if I think it's going to be a total catastrophe and it's it's not the customer. Uh, that's usually to blame. It's usually uh, the guy who, you know, not necessarily screwed it together, but the guy who put the combo together is usually the person to blame. And and you know, it's hard for because customers obviously put all their faith into that person, given them, handed them over tens of thousands of dollars uh, to get to where he is. That's a very difficult situation. In those situations, I will usually go look. You know. Um, I'll be straight up with you, that engine builder tuner, um, I, I have a, a, a personal thing going on with him and I suggest you get it somewhere else because um, if the car doesn't go good, he'll blame me. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, And we're that busy that I, I don't really need to the work. Um, then you get the third option, uh, which I, I will try quite often. I'll, I'll v- show him. you know, we have a really good dyno simulation program that we use you punch all the numbers in there and if the outcome is nowhere near what he expects, um, then, you know, you sort of go, look, you know, this thing's pretty accurate. Like we tell customers it's within 10%, but truth be known, the worst I've ever had outcome compared to uh, CNR's dyno or Outlaw's dyno um, and, and a number of dynos on the East Coast, for that matter, uh, is 6%, which, you know, is, is not a lot really. No. Yep. Um, it, it means that we can get the converter within you know, 100 RPM, 200 RPM sort of thing. So, you know, and, and some of them are uh, like when you explain it um, and, and you know, look, there, there is obviously everything to do with engine building is, is science and mathematics based, um, but it is pretty simple, yep. you know. The reason you can't run a ridiculous camshaft with no compression is because if that inlet valve is still open when the piston's halfway up, <laughs> there's not a lot of air left in there to squeeze together. Mm. And then if the exhaust valve's opening, you know, <laughs> before that thing's, you know, ma- like the bang's over and done yeah. with, it, you know, it's just not going to work. Uh, you know, so things like that. But these days, you know, probably 80% of of what we do is um, LS-based. And I, I've avoided the getting my hands dirty with the LS stuff for a very long time because I just felt as though it it, uh, it, where I'm at and you've been through the journey with me where we started Mm. with, you know, streetcars and worked our way up to Group 1. I I figure that if I was going to do something small block based, I would be doing something with a a Gen 1 small block originated engine. And when you look at the top end – LS stuff, they end up with something that's copied off an Alan Johnson or something, you know, like George's old Mm. small block, which is still, you know, one of the most incredible engines that I've ever Mm. seen. Um, But I have started to get into the LS scene because I figure I've got to do it at some stage or another. And the abundance of information that's on the internet, guys that have just devoted their life to doing videos and... Uh, like writing on forums and have websites dedicated with LS information these days uh, you don't really see a lot of that old school stuff where Mm. the guy has totally missed the mark, you do occasionally turbo selection is something that this guy's got this set up and he's done that and it's like yeah maybe but there's a lot better ways of doing it. And even that isn't as big a problem as it was a few years ago because you've got companies like Pulsar that make a beautiful product and it's so cheap that you could put three different turbos on that engine. It's not really going to, you know, send you bankrupt. But you go back a few years ago, and Todd, you can
2: attest to this, Yeah, a Garrett used to cost you half of what the car cost. <laughs> to be fair, and not picking on Garrett, a decent... Garrett still costs it still does six yeah. grand, but in the same breath, yeah. There's Pulsar turbos. Yeah, I look at one of the Evo actually.
1: Yeah, well, a six thousand dollar Garrett is a fifteen hundred dollar Pulsar. Yeah, well, wow. and and we have back to back them on the dyno, and no difference. The build mm. quality, everything, beautiful turbos. So even with that, when push comes to shove, and you go, look, dude, <laughs> that turbo is not going to work, um, and explain to them because once again, it's mathematics. If you Look at a compressor map and then you say to someone, this means this, this is airflow in pounds, uh, you know, so there's some mass to the air and, hey, we can work out roughly how many CFM of air it weighs that much and then we can go, well, that's how many revolutions of the motor. And it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, see, it's not that hard, you know. Yeah. But once again, there's plenty of guys out there um, sh- shonky mechanics or whatever—I forget the guy's name. No, He's—he's pretty good. Like he—he he has this. I, I love this saying uh, he, he, with this stock bottom end stuff and you know all that stuff. He says, "Don't pull it apart; you'll let the magic out." And I love that. I think that's—that's <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, as opposed to a nitro engine that if you don't pull, pull it, it out, it'll
0: pull itself apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, that's probably a good segue, actually, to get into a bit of nitro racing. We'll kick off the podcast then with, with um, what unfolded at um, NDRC, the Festival State Nationals from the Bend. I don't know if you guys caught this event at all. Did you happen to see it at all, Simon? Or?
1: No, you know what? I just got off the phone with um, Gino, and he was telling me that they're racing this weekend, also in NDRC. Mm. Meeting in Sydney, yes, yeah, but yep. uh, but uh, no, I didn't catch any.
0: So I don't know if you've had a chance to talk with Zap. Then I just wanted to know you, what your thoughts were on the <sighs> Zap versus Taylor disqualification. Look, um,
1: you know the rule is you can't be touching the car. Yeah. I've, I've been disqualified for this, and it was the um, the data logger. I, I had bumped in before they turned it on. Um, it is what it is. There's yep. nothing you know, I mean, you know, I, I'll tell you this though. Um, there's been and and this is something that I discussed with Gino, there's been this massive thing going on between Gregorini and Zap. It's been been going on for a while. Mm. And you know, there's been crew moving and this and that and you know, accusations and blah, 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 blah. In the meantime, those t- haven't been looking at Taylor. <laughs> Because <laughs> 'Cause he's <laughs> gonna kick everyone's
0: ass. <laughs> There's two events up now, sorry. <laughs> no, um, <coughs> my question to you wasn't that it was definitely there, the the infraction, but my question to you was there was suggestion on social media and I know we shouldn't be listening to social media, but there was suggestion on social media that Zap had bumped into full stage intentionally very early. If you look if you watch the channel seven coverage, it doesn't pick it up. You don't see it at all. You don't see the crewman touching the car. You don't see Zap going into stage very early. There's a reverse shot of that on YouTube that you do see all this. Now, to me, I've watched Zap race for many years. To me, it looks accidental, him going into full stage really early. So when you say really early, was Taylor in pre-stage? Nope. No, Nowhere near nowhere near pre-stage. So that's what lends me to think that, that that was accidental. Yeah, Zapier well, going to well, full I, stage. I don't
1: know if you or any of the listeners that are aware... If you go into full stage and the other person's not staged, there is no time limit. There is no time limit. And it is not until the other driver is in pre-stage that the seven-second rule That's comes correct. into That's yeah. correct, yeah. So, so whether he did or not is, you know, it, the, the pre-stage, full-stage thing is a courtesy thing, mm. right? It's nothing more, nothing less than a courtesy thing. There was a rule going back a while ago that was – uh, used, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, at the Western Nationals here, uh, 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 you know, a number of years ago, a long, long time ago. And that said that you couldn't do, you couldn't double bulb yep. the other person. Um, but at that meeting, uh, it went down and Andrew had a bit of a rethink about it. Because the thing is, you can accidentally roll in, you know. And that's what I believe happened in this <coughs> If you have your situation. idol set high... Yep. You know, you're only you're relying on your brake pressure. Um, it is easy, but I mean, you know, that thing of Russell Taylor's. I mean, that's Steve Ham's old car. For those mm. uh, listening at home, it is a beast. Uh, he has a fantastic crew. He has great guidance. I'm sure that Ham is, is still, you know, not pulling the strings. But I'm sure that if they have a question, he's you know he's he's yeah. available. Um, and I think he's the big threat. I think that those two guys have to stop fighting with each other and think about the fact that this guy's a new guy on the scene. He's bought top-quality equipment. He's not new to driving. We've seen him. That is the wildest thing I've ever seen yeah, since, yeah. since George's car. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, And, you know, see George's driving. I mean, where do you go after driving that Tirana? You go to Nitro, front engine dragster. <laughs> nice. I saw that on the
0: weekend. Yes, George uh, Evan.
1: Well, I can't think of anything that would excite you any more than that. Toronto oh, yeah, <laughs> it was just, such a crazy car. I mean, we watched you and I were, we're on the Starline, watched it do nearly the whole quarter on the back wheels. Yes, like, right? you he going to put the front end? Down? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Taylor can drive. Yeah, right. But when I say he's a newcomer, he's a newcomer to door slammer. And he has kicked the doors open, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Zapp and Gregorini, they they need to concentrate on their own deals and stop, you know, bickering and carrying on, or else he's just going to sweep the rest of the season. And and I think there's enough rounds left for him to take the championship.
0: Yeah, I know it's it's um, certainly. I mean, he's off to a good start anyway. He's won the first two events. But <clears throat> my my question was, did we believe that? There was a suggestion that Zap has had a history of doing this, going into full stage prior to the... And I I don't... In this situation, when I've watched the reverse angle of this unfolding, to me it appears to be 100% accidental, so much so that the crew's been caught out by it as well. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that I, I don't believe that he went into full stage intentionally. Oh, look, even if he did,
1: I mean, does it really make any difference?
0: Oh, I think they were trying to tarnish. I, I <sighs> felt that there was a bit of tarn- – I, I didn't like the, the nature it, it, of the commentary. It's a tree. courtesy
1: <laughs> thing, Nick. It's just a courtesy thing, right? Yeah. And the reality is you can be best mates until you go through that hole in the wall. And then when you're in the hands of the starter – that guy in the other lane, you would want to kick his teeth in and rip his throat out because if you're not there with that attitude, then you shouldn't be
0: racing. Zap was very emotional after this win because at the time when they interviewed him, he had won the race. Yeah. Yeah. So he was quite emotional about the win. So I know there was a lot of emotion in this and of disqualifying him. He was very, um, what's the word? Um, Dejected? No, no. I mean, after, after disgruntled. No, no, no. I don't believe so. His social media comments afterwards, after the fact, was he was very upbeat about it, about the disqualification, and and there was no dispute in what had happened. But I um, I just didn't like some of the commentary that went with it. But anyway, yeah, we,
1: listen. The the reality is this, right? That is the baddest hot rod on the property. No ifs, no buts. If anyone thinks that they can run quicker than that thing, they're dreaming. Okay, and. If they do, next meeting he'll run quicker than them. Mm. Okay? So you got to beat him on the tree and that is his weak point.
0: Well, do you want to know the sad thing about it <laughs> I think it was a double 08 on that run on the tree. Could
1: have been, uh, yeah, but that's where you're going to, you know, it it you can pull a, a reaction time like that out every once in a while and you know, when you look at reaction times, you got to look at the 60 foot time. Mm. If the 60 foot time's slower, then the reaction time wasn't quick. He rolled in deep in the beam. We see John Force do that all yeah, the time, true. Yeah. right? So, you know, you've got to be consistently there. You've got to be consistently, and that's not just uh, your driving. That's physical fitness, diet. There's so many factors that go into it. Now, in Australia, none of us can do this as a job. I, I wouldn't be, you know, building transmissions and torque converters if I could do this for a job. You know mm. what I mean? Yep. But in America, those guys are like Formula One drivers. They're constantly at the gym. They, they've got personal trainers. Mm. They've got simulators. You know, Erica Enders is constantly on her simulator. That's mm. why she's so good. Yep. She's, you know, she's a machine because she practices so much. Mm. So um, here it's a bit more of that natural talent that, uh, you know, the, the, the Aussie kind of like the, the blue heeler. You know what I mean? That kind of um, – it's it's different because we can't do it as a, a, a professional. We don't have the population. We definitely don't have the prize money. We I mean, you know, the reality is in this country, if you win 50 grand racing top fuel, you've spent 200 <laughs> to, to, to get that there. win. You, know, you know, know what I mean? It's like yeah, – it's, it's, it's completely cra- bonkers, completely yeah. bonkers. Yeah. So um, – Look, all I'm saying is, uh, you know, Taylor, I've seen him drive. I've been watching him over the years in that little Tirana. I mean, who puts a Hemi in a Tirana? You know, anyway, <laughs> he he is the one to watch. That car is a hot rod. Uh, it might not be as quick as Zaps, but there's not much between those two cars. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're the four hot tickets at the moment. you got Gregorini, both Lisa and Daniel, right, uh, Taylor and Zaps. Um, I don't think there's anyone else on that page. I'm sure that by the mid-season, end the season, we'll see more cars in the in the uh, 60s and 70s. Uh, but at this stage of the game, they're the ones to watch. And I think Taylor, at this at this point in time,
0: he's my pick for the season. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out and see how the season unfolds. Hey, it was also awesome to see Benny Stevens still running the bike really well. So it was. It was. He was, he was had a great. Great event. When is it not awesome to see Benny Stevens on that bike? (laughs) It was was great to see him go so well at this event. Made the A final and won against um, fellow West Australian, um, Greg Durack. Uh, Awesome was the A final for Nitro Funny Cup. This was one hell of a race. Morris McMillan against uh, Justin Walsh. Justin taking the win with a 002 light as well. To Walsh, that was an awesome run. Uh, Biggs had some dramas in the second in the second round. He had a stuck throttle, uh, well, a lot of engine damage, stuck throttle, and then a visit to the beach. So uh, I'm sure he. Um, oh Nick! Nick, the producer's forgotten to put his phone on silent. I was hoping you. You know what? I'm going to put silent that because this is a group chat that'll go on for <laughs> quite some time. <laughs> That's a carton. If I leave it on, it'll be more, it'll be a whole um, keg <laughs> keg. <laughs> so begs, um, bit of work to do with with those guys. Um, did you, I don't know you guys? were well, you didn't say, you didn't watch the race, but I my eyes were attracted to the superstock final, which was Adrian Vella versus Steve Norman. Oh, it's the battle of the electric windows. Did you did you know that <laughs> yeah, they
1: both have electric? No, I don't know if Steve's does, but Steve's Adrian's, has, yeah, does it? Yeah, because
0: they're in heavy classes. Adrian's has a full dash, <laughs> and electric windows. <laughs> oh, yep. I just oh, well, oh, you got no. to
1: put the weight in there somehow. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I didn't think Steve's
0: had electric. I'm pretty sure it does. It was an M3. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, don't know. I think that's been replaced. But I know Adrian's definitely had electric windows. I saw that on the on the coverage. Now, unfortunately, Adrian couldn't get into the couldn't start the car. This is what I really want to talk about. Um the commentators did a great job here with the theater that went on with this. And I think they can they could really there's something to be had here. So, in the Superstock final, Adrian can't get his car started. Adrian Vella that is can't get it started. There's a bit of theatre going on. Steve's holding, won't go, won't, won't start the car until he his opponent gets started. But then they take the hood off Adrian's car. They've taken all the Zeus clips off. Oh, this is true super stock. Yeah, and <laughs> super they take stockery. the hood. Off. The cameraman, he's onto it. So the <clears throat> producers at Seven, whoever's producing the event, he's onto is onto. It, it. Is it not Nathan anymore? No. Oh no. No, we'll talk about that later. Okay. No. Segway. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. So or he may have been producing this but if he won't be for much longer. Um, he the producers must be in the ears of the camera crew. The camera crew run down there and try and get a shot of this and the the mechanic the crew take the hood off and block the camera. The camera crew out. <laughs> they blocked the ca- and the commentators handled that so well. I said that, and they said that is a true super stock that, racer. That's a super. You stock will move. not get to see what is <laughs> under the hood of that car, not on national. Anyway, unfortunately, Adrian couldn't get it started, but I felt that the the commentary team and the TV team did an excellent job of telling that story. These are the stories we need to hear. Yeah, that story is an important story. Like. Why? Why can't we see what's under the hood?
1: You know what I yeah, mean. You know the 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 NHRA banned that from Pro Stock. Do you Do you know that? No. Yeah. So in 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 the you know I'm not going to say the olden days, but you know my kid thinks 1992 was the olden days. Yeah. So do mine. <laughs> my kids think that 2002
0: <laughs> is the old days.
1: Any, anyway, um, uh, it was common. You, you bring it in and a curtain goes up around your pit area or a cover goes over the motor. or um, And the NHRA said, no, we need to put a stop to this. We need we need people to be able to, to see it. So now if you look at a pro stock car, the intake
0: manifold has got panels zoosed all the way around it. It's crazy. But the, I love the theatre of it. it. It created great TV. And we need to – that story needs to progress into the next event.
1: But, but this is the sort of stuff that we used to see – you know, in the 80s yeah. uh, during the Winfield series. So, you know, I think it's great
0: that uh, – who who were the commentators? Uh, at the time, it was – I don't think Wade Orange Wade Oringer was definitely commentating, but not for super stock. I so can't remember who well, was – Wayne's
1: point. one of the originals yeah. back in the day. So, he, he knows how to play the game because he understands the sport. And that, that's the problem that I see. Uh, and, and, look, I don't want to say any derogatory, but when you get – uh, a commentator that's, that's well versed in another field of motorsport it doesn't necessarily translate to drag racing because if you're at Speedway, they all got 410s and they probably all got them from the same person.
0: Carry, yeah. Yeah,
1: you got it. You're onto <laughs> it. And they don't really get that in super stock, that whole pounds per cube, limited, you know, like G gas, limited cylinder heads, limited carby, there is so much to finessing one of those things. Um, if you do the maths, you know, I was talking about uh, our, our simulator. If you do the maths on some of the motors that run in Superstock, the simulator is going to miss the mark because y- you're talking about, you know, a given amount of airflow will make a, a given amount of power. That's just the way it is, mm. right? But the rest is in the frictional losses. And, you know, without giving away too much, I've seen some of the uh, big end journal sizes and main journal sizes and ring packages. I mean, you're talking $1,500, right? US for a set of top rings. Like oh, not wow. not the whole, it's eight rings. <laughs> right? um, and it's all about reducing frictional losses. And, and you might say to yourself, well, how much could it be? But think about the distance that the piston travels and it does that, uh, once every rotation and then you've got eight cylinders and then these engines are turning to 10,000. So you're talking about miles of distance mm. that that ring is travelling. Yeah. If you can reduce the friction on that just a little bit, it's going to amount to a sizable difference. And and in Superstock, you know, those guys are trying to make another – one, two, three horsepower, four horsepower. If they can keep on developing it, and that's why a lot of them have their own dynos like like Jeff Chasty, mm. um, They have their own flow benches like Robbie Gaycourst, you know, and they just keep chipping away, find a little bit more here, a little bit more there. It, yeah, it is a – but unfortunately, what's happened in the modern era, you know, you, you take, for example, like a CMS car, the top-notch CMSA cars are running mid-nines, right? And you would have a quarter of a million dollars invested in that vehicle to get it to run those types of numbers because the development is so fine. Yeah. And then you go and buy a Junkyard 5.3 LS, <laughs> bolt a turbo on it and go run low 8s. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it, it's just kind of, it. it's taken all of that away from it. And we can stand up and down and say, oh, we're doing it with limited cylinder heads and you know limited camshafts and it's naturally aspirated. You guys are all cheating with Boost, but the reality is bang for buck, isn't it? Mm, we yeah. live in a bang for buck,
0: you know, era. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway,
1: moving yeah. on. So, so, do tell.
0: Do tell. So, I, I am led to this is Hot Goss, and I, I haven't had it confirmed. Well, no, it has been confirmed. Nathan Prendergast has actually moved back to supercars. Right. After one year being away, he's back to head of production, head of broadcast for Supercars. So I, I, I shouldn't assume that he has left his position at the NDRC, but I, in, I can't imagine him being able to do both jobs. Do they run at the same time, Nick? Yeah, pretty much, because the season will still be running and Supercars will be kicking off in end of ja-
1: end of Feb. And, and do you think that there's been a... Not to take anything away from Nathan, do you think that the the production has been uh, worse since he's been gone?
0: From supercars? Supercars. There was a, I don't believe that was the case, but I am led to believe the person that took over his role was surprised and disappointed that he wasn't, yeah, in the role for another year, for, he's only in the job for one year.
1: Well, sounds like there might be an opening for him at the NDRC. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so yeah, interesting news on Nathan Prendergast. but I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I do know that he has definitely gone back to Supercast well, That I've is official.
1: Got, I've got some rumours too. Mm-hmm. I heard Ludo mm-hmm. is leaving DJR. He well,
0: has. He has left. He's gone. My he's God, he's out the door. He is at Premier Racing. So Peter Zuberus has, has picked so, him up. Has picked him up. That's. Uh, uh, awesome move on Peter's part. So yeah. it was interesting his departure from DJR. It a lot of people felt like he didn't really achieve much in the last twelve months at DJR, and his results would probably.
1: Do you think that he might have tried to apply for a job at Ferrari?
0: Because you know those guys. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so and um. Changes to the 2024 Mustang will be approved probably later this week. But after their final session in the wind tunnel, there are nine changes that have been documented. And as Johnny pointed out in his video today, a lot of them, are go, it's going towards uh, being more like the Camaro front end. So there's changes on the front end and the rear end in the aero that uh, are replicated or go towards being more Camaro-ish, let's put it that way. So it was interesting um, that they had to, these these two cars had to go all the way to uh, North, Carolina North Carolina to yeah. go in the wind tunnel to find out NASCAR that, uh, that they have to make a wall like Camaros, which is interesting, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, and we've come full circle. I mean, yeah, well, that's what yeah,
0: yeah that we have.
2: Uh. Anyway, in the other news, in the other
0: news supercar you, this is, this is an interesting story this one here. It's very hard to find information out about this next story as well. So it is in July last year um, Motorsport Australia said that they were going to kibosh super licenses for uh, supercars. Initially up from 2017 you had to complete six races in Super 2 to be eligible for supercars. Yeah,
1: but but do you think that that's a smart... Mo- like, let's say you were, I don't know, um, who won the Formula One championship this year? Max Verstappen. <laughs> let's say you were Max Verstappen. Do you think it would be fair to make him do six Super
0: 2 races? No. <laughs> no. So, <coughs> th- what they're saying... So, Motorsport Australia said, no, this is this in July. They were going to put an end to that. Um, supercars did a work around that and said, "No, no, you're still in their in their rules, in their own rules. They still made it mandatory to do six events in Super 2. So, so you know
1: what that tells me, Nick? Mm. They don't want any good drivers <laughs> in V8 supercars. Is that a fair statement to make? Or do you think I'm I'm bashing supercars
0: here? No, well <laughs> they're getting bashed by Marcello Lotti as well, who is the world uh, world chief of TCR, TCR Global World Chief, because he believes that they are impeding on um, other drivers from getting into supercars, oh. so like TCR drivers, and other categories as well, like S5000, that's been kibosh this year by the way, but Trans Am, what? <laughs> And other what does that even mean? I don't know, it's, it's been S five thousand has a big cross put through it. So he's gone to the FIA, and now the FIA are looking into this as well. So this story, you can't find much information about this because the mainstream motorsport media haven't run with this story. So no, because they're in the back pocket of supercars. I don't want to say that, but that's kind <laughs> well, of that's weird. true. Um, look,
1: <laughs> I, I just got a couple of points that I want to make here. Okay. Um number one, have you noticed that NASCAR is their formula now is very close to the supercar, yes. aside from the engines being better. <laughs> <laughs> a,
2: lot, a lot better. A lot better. <laughs>
1: um, and a lot more powerful. The chassis on the cars, the the um not I'm not so sure about the aero packages, but definitely the chassis, the the transaxle, etcetera, et cetera, the suspension package. Uh, a lot more like our V8 supercars. And when you listen, I don't know if you guys follow a lot of that stuff, but if you listen to the commentary, they continuously make that reference about the um, the V8 supercars, right? So they're aware of the V8 supercars. And for a long time in America, the first thing any car guy would would want to talk to me about when I was over there was the V8 supercars. And I'd be like, You know, oh, because you know your cars are still like road cars, and I'd be like, dude, our cars are (laughs) nothing like road cars. You know, Um, so it's ironic that TCR has gone down the road of the old NASCAR Mm. formula. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's really weird because they had this opportunity to merge and come up with something that was going to work better. Because you know, ultimately. I don't think that Australia is big enough, and, and I certainly don't think the supercars is big enough to be going to North Carolina every time someone wants to fit a new spoiler to their car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh. This is,
0: that's so impractical, it's not funny.
1: So if you've got – now that we don't have any Australian cars anymore, if you've got a package that's working for NASCAR – Yep. – and, and I tell you what, you make an aero change on those things, it's going to have a dramatic impact just because of the, the super speedways – Right? You, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh. So, so we had the opportunity there to have this, you know, merging, and instead now we're we're starting to diverge, yeah. and and I don't think it's really viable, you know. I, th- I think that um, it's a bit like having Andra and IHRA, uh, TCR and Supercar. It, it kind of we need to get together on this and just come up with a series that's going to work because I, I don't think that
0: one of them is going to go
1: to the wayside.
0: One of the questions that Johnny keeps asking is, and and I think of it as well, the Camaro is finished this year, twenty twenty four. I think it's slated for ceased production. What are we going to do after it ceased production? Is that is that still we we may as well race Commodores and Falcons then. We might as well go back and race an FG, yes. Yeah, or, you know, maybe Polestar and Tesla. Yeah, Tesla. It, you know what I mean? It does. doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it? Doesn't, it, it what are we going to do? And I'll chip in for
2: Johnny here, GT4. Yeah, yeah, I and know. But like, that. But the, that's, that's too late it. for that. Yeah, true. How yeah. do we make,
0: I mean, how do we get, how do the, oh, I mean, it's not, it's, it's, you're gonna, it's
1: never you're gonna, too late. But. You're going to lose the common man if you do that.
2: Yeah, but also, again, I'm like, and why four? Why not three? Yeah, three would be <laughs> the guy, <go>, I reckon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well. But again, yeah, what are we going to watch next year? But anyway,
1: I, I think you're going to lose the common man. If you go to GD3, GD4, whatever, mm. um, I think that most people look at that and, you know, think it's a tosser's class. And, I, and it is a tosser's class, right, let's but face But then... It. No, look,
0: it, it, no, I don't think it's a tosser's class, but what it has, I've always said this, Nick, it has a... Amateur feel to it, uh, it Because does. it's a pro yeah. Am uh, Whenever yeah. it's raced globally Even at the Bathurst 12 yeah. hour it's There's a class called pro Am yeah. And uh-huh. that, that am brings with amateur it An amateur feel to of, the It sort of stands for Yeah uh-huh. you know,
1: it, for amateur. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does so, so, so let me just stop everyone in the room How about British touring cars? What about them? How about we just standardise to that?
0: You can, but the cars aren't that relevant. But they, they tried that. Oh, they bit. sell them here. No, no. no. <laughs> Probably as relevant
1: as a Camaro,
2: but... But see, this is where... What t-
1: do you what? You can buy an Audi, <laughs> you can buy a BMW, you can buy a Volkswagen. But why would Some do, of the Volkshaws...
2: W- why why would happen. you do British touring car, or we call it Australian touring car, Well, we've got TCR? <laughs> oh, I guess it's the same thing, I guess. I, I don't... <laughs> Yeah, it is. Is like, it the same?
1: Well, well, what, no. Hang on. What's the one that they race? The front wheel drive. Is what, that yeah. is that the TCR? Isn't the TCR the the uh, El Cheapo V8 supercar with the stick shift? Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> say El Cheapo. What you know, fiberglass body, LS engine, whatever the.
2: No, that,
1: the, the TCR is production car. Or, it, like, oh, okay, so what's the one? What's the other one? TCR is a full is a full steel body. It's uh, still full-body oh, yeah, yeah. Which what? one's the one that's got the you know, the stick shift? That's a TC- TCR. Yeah, so they used to run in that series, These, which were essentially a, a, a British touring car, front-wheel drive. They had Hyundai's and...
0: Yep. What are they called? Yep. Well, now, you, that's, there's also the British Touring Car Championship as well. No, but in Australia. That in ran, Austra- yeah. Oh, you're talking about... Um, um, super tourers,
1: is that what they call? Uh, yeah, yeah, super tourers. Anyway, they packing. were cool, like good fun racing, really yeah. close, relevant. You know, you can buy a high, you can buy all those cars. Yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably where we got to go if we want to keep uh. circuit racing alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guys are just going to have to realise that they haven't
0: really got anything to offer compared to drag racing, and you
2: know, <laughs> that's what it is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think there's merit in the GT argument, but I, I've also said the am uh-huh. amateur component waters that sport down. And I'm, I, I, but some of the amateurs are not amateurs; they're only amateurs by 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 the definition because yeah. they haven't met some sort of regulatory and uh, compulsory amount of ra- races. You know what I mean? So, so just out of curiosity, right? Why did you
1: – why were you drawn to, you know, Bathurst when you were a kid? Oh, because they were the cars
0: that we raced on the road. They okay. were the cars and, that and, raced and, on and, the road. And
1: you barracked for – Ford. With a lot of passion, yes? Yep. yep. Okay. All yep. right. Um, so, uh, how do you feel about a uh, series where it's one manufacturer? Like nah, the, that no, no. no, it doesn't do anything for That's you? nothing for me. Okay. No. So, all right. So <laughs> – we let's, let, let's have a roundtable about this because I think we can fix this, right? <laughs> so we'll get rid of Porsche Cup and get rid of Hyundai and we turn them into club events, right? And then, you know, if you win a couple of championships, maybe you can drive, you know what I mean? That's kind of like, right? So we need cars that everyone can, you know. Drive. Well, you know, can, can sort of look at and go, yeah, that's like mum's car or whatever, uh-huh. right? So that's what I'm saying, That that, that whatever that series was called, is what
0: we ultimately you just gotta accept that the V eights are not a thing anymore. The thing is, like, mum's car is now an SUV and I don't wanna see an SUV race. You know, I don't want to see a Santa Fe (laughs) This this (laughs) infatuation we have with with SUVs is just gotta stop. It's not
2: gonna stop. No, it won't. But it's so boring. All all that's gonna happen is the X
0: trails,
2: solar panels on the roof. (laughs) Actually And I still want to drive a t- um, GR Yaris or GR Corolla if anyone from Perth is listening. Yeah. And I believe they actually might be. I've had some. Yeah,
1: the Corolla, I think, would be a lot of fun. But what I about s- the I Supra? Saw,
2: hang on. I saw a GR Yaris Cross the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and I. Nick's giving it the. I, there, I was just in shock. What it about was, a GR Supra? I'd love to drive a GR Supra. I know drove one, and, yeah, there's a funny story behind that, but anyway. You know what I want to do? I want to do a limited run,
1: 86, with super running gear. You and everyone else. <laughs> well, let's lobby Toyota. Like, the Supra is not right. You need to get the 86 and put the Supra running gear into the 86, and then it'll be a proper
2: Supra. Or you need to build... A turbo motor for the eighty six? Nah, because it's a Supra motor, and well, you know, it's it'll never sound right. <laughs> why don't they put one of the GR Yaris motors or GR Corolla motors in a, in an eighty six?
1: Yeah, but I, I think the the BMW B fifty eight or something. Yeah, 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 big six with a turbo hanging on. That's that's Supra. That's like you know. That would be a fun car.
0: Look, I'm not against the Yaris or the Tournament, the GRs. I mean, if you saw the article, we uh, it was launched just the other day at the Tokyo Motor Show. Oh, Yaris yeah. GR was just launched. I'm, I'm all for that, but the cross is, I mean, it just the cross is a cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I... No I, deal. <laughs> I couldn't...
2: My, I thought I was seeing things. I thought it was someone that had put a body kit and a badge. Oh, they're just, they just – you know, that's the thing that uh,
1: – the GR thing I, I, I can't get into because it's not it's not like a, you know, GDHO or something, mm. you know what I mean? It's just a body kit. A like, bit like – no offence. No offence to you or any other Mitsubishi. Owners, <laughs> Here we go. But, um, you know, Evo, aside from the Evo, everything else that was rally art was – yeah. Rally Art was an office about this big. my my brother <laughs> My brother had been there, and everything was outsourced, and it was all about sticky kits and spoilers. Oh, I know. That's that's um, uh, yeah. Because when he was with Proton, they were involved with Rally Art. Yeah, and and that's what he said to me. He goes, "I couldn't believe it. It's like, there's a little office with a couple of guys sitting there. That's that's uh-huh. the whole Rally Art, and everything was outsourced. And and I, Gazoo Racing kind of feels that way, like because you know." What's the really tiny Toyota? Yaris. Is that is it? Didn't no, I, no. There's actually one smaller, smaller. Yeah, that I'm,
2: led this whole GR revolution. Yeah, um, yeah he knows. He knows. It's, it's, it was like a weird two door, tiny, tiny thing. I've seen. There's one in Perth. Sounds like to, an echo. Then no. It, yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's not. Quite, it's even a little bit smaller than an echo. Yeah, I think.
2: and it's it's very <laughs> Japanese K car. Very unique Your K car. That's it. Um, I cannot remember the name of them alive for me. Um, anyway, a friend of mine has one, and I've been in it, and I'm like, okay, this is different. And so, that was that was like that was it. We we, we digressed a bit. So
1: uh, when you say S five thousand's gone, yeah, does that mean understand. that Todd and I finally, yeah, you win, <laughs> you win, you do win. So. so Sad, they they pumped millions yeah, a lot of, money. of dollars a lot of money. into that. What's happened to all the cars? Because they
0: were all owned by one company, weren't they? Well, Gary Rogers. Gary, Gary Rogers, Rogers, yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah, so it just became obviously too expensive and I don't think there was a... Unfortunately, there just wasn't a big open-wheel following for it in, in Australia because of its expense uh. to, to, to purchase a car or lease a car. So How much is, were the cars? I'm not sure what the actual cost was. But the last few ARG events, we've seen like fields of 8, 10, 12. It's just not not sustainable. So, uh, unfortunately, that won't be. You know, I, I think that
1: any class, regardless of if it's lawnmower racing or, you know, V8 supercars, if you don't have the hype, if you don't have the media hype, you're not going to get people, you know, f- forget the spectators, you're not going to get drivers interested in mm. because ultimately if you're doing something like this chances are you know you you have a bit of an ego <laughs> so yeah if yeah. you're not getting that ego fed yeah um, anyway moving on moving on
0: motorsport australia just quick news there the um what well, what they a lot of people call key asset michael smith is departing um he was the director of motorsport and commercial operations uh, departing from Motorsport Australia. I'm led to believe, you might know better, I don't know Michael from a bar of soap, but he was very instrumental in Motorsport Australia and was expected to be the natural replacement to Eugenia Rocca once as CEO. Didn't get the gig and has left.
2: Yes. Mm, okay. There, there is more to come. And there's actually more to come feeding into the other mention of Motorsport Australia with this whole supercars licensing from yep. last year that I can't comment about because last time I talked about Motorsports Australia, I got a slap on the wrist. You got a slap on, on the wrist. wrist.
0: You're not a Motorsport Australia
2: delegate, or so who slapped you on the wrist? I got a slap on the wrist. So I, I just did. So there's more to come, though, because I am getting some facts and figures, and I will come out all, all, all guns blazing. So, if you're at Motorsports Australia, please hold. <laughs> no, no, we like <laughs> Motorsport Australia. We're
0: advocates for yeah. Minder no, Minder they, Australia. they are great guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I don't know who you'd get a slap on the wrist from because you're not a you're not a you're not an employee of theirs.
2: No, but they can make things difficult for people that have licenses and other bits and pieces. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Look, I mean, we're just reporting on what uh, we've been told, and we're led to believe that he's. Is um, was quite instrumental there, Michael Smith. Hey, sprint cars! The grand annual sprint car classic was held at Warner Bull or Premier Speedway this weekend. I managed to catch some of it on the clay purview. I love that. Play Clay purview. Clay purview. Clay purview. purview. I yes. love it. So you uh, know,
1: you know that the um, the uh, pricing mechanism for our local drags, is based on that clay purview. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Yep. Anyway, I managed to catch some of it and it uh, looked like one hell of a weekend. There, in the end, Aaron Rootsal has taken home the $40,000 payday USA. Um, he's from the USA, US in the USA number 87 car. Congratulations to him. It looked like it was a great event. Thousands of people the stands were packed. Uh-huh. The racing was awesome. Racing was absolutely awesome and looked really um, quite an exciting event. We look forward to the, the return of sprint cars back at the Motorplex coming up later in February, which we'll talk about soon. Oh, mate, Yes. While we're at it, we'll just talk um, Summonats.
2: Now, Todd, you posted this. <laughs> oh I didn't see was this. Did you
0: make this up? Was this legit? No, <laughs> look.
2: Um, for those playing at home, which I haven't seen in a while. Uh, yeah, but you say that every episode, eh? No, I don't. Do you want
1: me to
0: read this out? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I thought this
2: was a piss date. Or do you want to. No, just my two cents. I found it on a legitimate site that was involved with Summonats. But there's no mention of on the web, Summonats website yet, so yes, as we know and it was mentioned in our last podcast there was well um, the font looks right there <laughs> I was don't know, this is what I'm saying this could be there was some is, there was some trouble at Summonats, let's be honest right there was there, some trouble there,
1: look um i you know What do you define trouble? Because (laughs) look, what what I saw as as a uh, you know over fifty year old, I thought, yeah, that's a bit sketchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I I think that you know peeling out of a place um, is providing you know no one's going to stand in front of the car. Um, It's not socially acceptable, but within the car culture. It's kind of, you know, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. doing donuts, probably taking it a bit too far. Doing donuts at an intersection, <laughs> maybe just you know cross that
0: line. <laughs> Look, I some of the video that I saw, the burnouts inside the event. Uh-huh. There's people literally standing right next to the car. Yeah,
1: that that's normal. That's Appa- normal. No. It
2: Doesn't feel right anymore, eh? No, apparently just, this oh. year was. More aggravated than usual.
1: Look, I I went, in my opinion, the last year of chaos, uh, and they were trying to control the chaos because the chaos had gone too far the year before. So what they did was at night they fenced off the, the you know the road that goes around Natex. is yeah, that Natex. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that you couldn't go and prevented anyone from starting or, or um, you know, doing burnouts or anything like that. And they found creative ways of, of doing burnouts. Guys that knew this was happening brought bonnets with them and they'd reverse the cars <laughs> on top of the bonnet and do the burnout and then put the car away and inside their tent. And by the time security got there and the, the smoke had cleared, everyone was like, don't know where he went. Car was here a minute ago. Alien abduction, maybe. I don't know. But, but um, I, I guess you've got to look at it this way. The year that I went, um it it was pretty chaotic. Uh and it was the year that the accident happened where one of the stunt cars and these are professional stunt drivers uh-huh. that that travel the country doing these things, uh completely stuffed up, went through the barrier and ran over a bunch of people, right? And then Chick Henry ultimately uh, you know, gave the event to the current uh, people that are running it. And it just turned into um you know, Nanny State 101. Uh, and, you know, I've got to be honest with you guys, looking at those videos, I was like, wow, you know, I'm, I might go next year if that's if it's going to be like that. Um, because it was like that then. <laughs> and the security guards, you know, were the ones that were kind of like pushing it along a bit, if you know what I mean. You know, I'll tell you now, we got stopped – and I thought, what have I done wrong? And the guy leant in and he goes, I want us to pretend we're having an argument and then I want you to do a burnout. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I'm not going to kick your car or anything, but I'm going to make it look like, you know, you did the burnout of your own accord. And I said, why would you want to do that? Like I was like genuinely panicking, you know. And, and he said, because if we don't gee the crowd up a bit, they'll probably get g would up by themselves. And it's more, it's better if we're in control of that. And, you know, I did the burnout and he made out like he was upset and, you know, the next security <laughs> guard stopped me and whatever. Um, now, the fight that I saw, you know, we don't know what kicked that off. No. You know what I mean? We don't know what kicked that off. As far as the comments by the police officer, well, you know, yeah, I think the, the donuts at the intersection and, you know... That didn't help the cause, did it? But no. But that's, yeah, that
0: no. his and commentary... Um, there's, what what police often forget is that <coughs> this generates a lot of tourism money for Canberra. I don't care what anyone says, this is a big ticket event
1: for. Canberra. Yeah, but do they need the money? <coughs> and you know, th- this is they don't need
0: the money, but the people that the the yeah. vendors and and people that are that are associated to the event probably do. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, I wouldn't be against
1: the you look. I've seen this happen before with field shows and so on. And, you know, it gets to the point where the organisers go, you know what, you guys don't want us here. It's all right, the town down the road will will uh, gladly accept us. I'm sure that you've come across that in the past with uh, uh, agricultural shows. Mm. Um, and this is the same thing. They don't want to have it at, at Canberra anymore. Pretty sure they'll find somewhere in Orange or... You know what I mean? Which yeah. is not that far away. Yep. Um, and Orange really loves this stuff. Mm. You know, Orange is a, a huh. great place. Where, where was Carl Cox? Uh, he lives somewhere around there, wherever he lives. No, he he's in a, Melbourne. He's way down. So he's, oh, so he must have just gone there for the event. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where he, was, he was talking about an event that, you know, same thing. Car culture is big in that town. So um, I don't know if you guys have been to Canberra but it is a cold, miserable place. Um, With porn and fireworks.
2: I've been there. With what? Porn and fireworks. Porn and fireworks, yeah. I don't know if they've still got the fireworks. I don't know. Um, no, they don't. <coughs> no. No, <Yeah>, I don't. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't, know. Hey,
1: <laughs> don't know about the porn either. But, but anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess that's the, the thing that, uh, uh, you know, if they don't want it there, move it somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 You're right. You're right. We'll just have a read of this then. Yeah.
1: Oh, you, you oh, Simon, you read yeah, it. Yeah. On, so, on. so this is a, apparently from an official summit's <laughs> website. Um, wearing the following uh-huh. may prevent or restrict entry. May, may is an important word here. Yeah. Uh, hoods, bandanas, uh, male shoulder bags, and or bum bags, uh,
2: Nike. Uh, Nike TN TN. What's that mean? They're, a pair, they're actually a pair of shoes. They're red and they have TN written on the back of them. Okay, they are. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Nike TN footwear. They're uh, two um, separate
0: brands. One's Nike and one's TN. I oh, thought they were yeah. Nike they no, had TN written go. on the back <laughs> of them. I don't think so. There, there you go. Go. Okay. TN TN nice, yeah. aren't they? Oh, I could be wrong. Thanks for clearing that one
1: up, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's, Nick's on the pulse. Yeah. <laughs> Unfashionable thongs, Havanas are acceptable. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, men's solid red or blue shoes, uh, men's solid red or blue shirts, uh, tattoos of area codes or other offensive slogans and symbols, e.g., a cab or FTP.
0: Isn't that Formula Tech Performance? (laughs) File transfer protocol. Oh, that's
1: what it is. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Muscle shirts without sleeves. Uh, High-vis workwear after 8 p.m. except pink. Management reserves the right to refuse entry or continued entry to any
2: person at any time. Now that you read that out loud, this is definitely a pissed up. Yeah, it is. But
0: <laughs> this, this is we've been had here.
2: But it was very well done. And I said it was the l- font
0: looks legit. <laughs> I'm gonna ask, we've got Rachel Derbs, as I mentioned the other day. We've got Rachel Derbs coming on the podcast, hopefully next week. And I am gonna ask her, like, have we been had here? Uh, you know what? I I think that
1: I would write these differently. Okay, so huh. I I would um I would have uh, any male not wearing socks. <laughs> that would be expensive, especially if they're wearing expensive shoes. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I, I think the, the shoulder bag or bum bag,
2: I would go with that. I think that's that's legit. Hey, I've got one of those now. What are you worried, what are you worried about? <laughs> I would, I'd actually add pit wipers to the list. Sorry, sorry to all those people listening at home. I add, would add pit wipers. Anyone wearing jewellery that costs more than their car. <laughs> now you're targeting minorities. Come on.
1: Anyone walking out of the toilets going... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's parachute dust. <laughs> What's well, parachute dust? Well, You know, the talcum powder, you pack the parachute in for the drag cars. I've never packed <laughs> <them>. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that that's talcum powder? <laughs>
0: Anyway, go on. Anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, so moving on. Anyway, you know what's funny about this? Because we kind of preempted this. We had a group chat happening where we said, it's, someone that's probably won't let anyone wear a Nike. <laughs> what did I say? Nike jo- uh, Air Jordan 4s uh, next year. And this is, anyway, I reckon we've been had here. But anyway, we'll move on. We will move on. In, la- in latest news, <laughs> general news today, uh, Grudge Kings... <laughs> No prep has been cancelled. So I'm not laughing at they've being cancelled. I'm laughing about something I said previously. No. But in anyway, that has been cancelled. Um what's in a name? Paris to Dakar. Audi won uh making history for the first time. Oh really? That's the yeah. first didn't they yeah. win it in the Quattro? No. no. Audi won it for the first time in wow. a low emission prototype. In a, drive, lo- yeah. a low emission. Yeah, not electric, not full electric. A it's low a emission, hybrid. A hybrid, yes. A hybrid. Driven by Carlos Sainz. That's not the Formula One driver. That is his 61-year-old rally champion. What a legend, mate. Still at 61 years. Uh-huh. kicking ass. He, he is a legend. That whole family. He's a legend. They're all legends. 61 years. Did you see him? He looks good, eh? Yeah, he does. He looks good. Well he done, Found Carlos. the fountain of youth, that one, for sure. So anyway, he 's taken the win there. Uh, my question was <laughs> what 's in a name because it, it's called it's still called the Dakar. It goes mm. nowhere near Dakar anymore no not even like it's a whole continent away from Dakar, so Dakar is on the west coast of Africa. the whole Dakar rally is held in Saudi Arabia. I think event. they should call it the mummy. <laughs> The mummy. Or well, the logo. What's with the logo? Know, yeah. So uh. it's held in Saudi Arabia, yet they've held on to the Dakar name. Is that because it's so important, the name? What did I go anywhere near Paris? No. No, that's <laughs> but that's that was my next question was this event used to be called the Paris to Dakar, Correct. if you remember. Many years ago. And they ago, actually used to go from Paris. All the way from Paris down huh. down through Europe and then into Africa to the west coast of Africa. And as attention spans got shorter so, what, how, like, it's nowhere near Dakar. It's actually further away from Dakar than it is Paris. It's in Saudi Arabia. Anyway, I'm just curious to know. What, what, obviously, the name is still important to them. Hey, we heard today also closure of the Holden Museum in, in Echuca, Victoria. That's a privately owned collection from uh, Tony and Mark. Will uh, they go under the hammer, Nick? They, they're going to be auctions, <coughs> uh-huh. so Yeah. They couldn't find a buyer to take the whole lot on, which is really sad, isn't it? Uh, but Lee
1: Lee collection, <laughs> no. Not
2: not <laughs> his well, flavour, I don't think.
0: <laughs> actually. His investment in Ferraris, the new G- uh, GT He's did we not it's not in the notes, but did you guys see that? He's bought um I starting
2: a GT I have seen something about that and <laughs> he bought Grand Turismo. No, <laughs> no,
0: he's he's he will be competing. <laughs> In the Fanatec GT Championship this year. Wow. Yeah, with their Ferrari <clears throat> 296s. Johnny's going to shoot me because I should have prepared for this a bit better. But
2: Yeah, and I, must, I haven't read the whole bit, so I can't help you on this one. <laughs> You're in, not.
0: In um, Just for, for those playing at home, Nick uh, is is oh, texting. No, no, I won't text him. You no, are. No, he's, You're watching, tex- he's not able to make it tonight, but I'm going to go back because it's here.
2: It's here. and I was about to say, has anyone ever been to the actual Holden Museum in Echuca? No, I haven't. Oh, I uh, wasn't quite into cars back then. But my old man took me along and went, you should have a look at this. And I can clearly remember the place today and can see the walks from my head. I couldn't name all the cars that were there. I couldn't name all the Holdens that were there. But I can clearly remember. I know there was definitely a Peter Brock Commodore, the Repco Rally one was there oh, yeah. at yep. one point when I went there. Uh, There was also a... I remember that. There was a... I remember that quite clearly. I think it was a million mile Kingswood. And this was back in the late 90s. Late 90s that I went there. And there was a million mile Kingswood or something at the time. Uh, What else was there? You know, Brocky, he did
1: Le Mans. Mm. He did the Uh rallying. Spa. Spa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they, didn't they try and do the touring car championship over there as well? Yeah, 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 well yeah. They did the world touring. So he participated in the world touring car championship. In that, yeah.
2: was it the Monza or something? Was that? No, no well, in the Commodore. It, it did it in the VK. Yeah, but no, didn't they also build something called VK? Was it a VK? VK yeah. VK, yeah. Monza or something? There was some weird. It was a two door, uh, yeah. Commodore
0: that never really got off the ground. I don't think. No, he, I don't. He did race a Monza, but that was in sports sedan. I'm pretty sure. Uh, sure yeah, and he a raced a r- Porsche at, at Le Mans. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I think the Monza you're getting confused with is... is, is it did the did oh, sport on a sports sedan, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, that's sad uh, news. In other news, uh, Model 3 and the Model Y, I've got Model S here, but it's the Model Y, are being recalled. There is a steering software issue. So when the car gets warm in warm temperatures... Is a steering issue. We the steering becomes notchy, notchy, from Tesla. So, so modif- a lot of more reason. No battery,
1: <laughs> no battery issues. No spontaneous combustion issues. No, no, but they, it's still no charging issues. No, they're only
2: e-bikes. Only no, e-bikes no, do uh, that in California. They are uh, and e-buses. They um reckon the Tesla has problems. And there's a specialist fire department that will be looking after the Californian area, yeah, great. including the high-selling area of Teslas is... It makes no sense at all. ...which is essentially is <laughs> Silicon Valley. I spoke to a guy, funnily enough, in America not
1: that long ago, and he was telling me that they have these uh, rather large skip bins... And when there's a fire, EV fire, uh-huh. yeah,
0: yeah, they I've pick
1: the this. car up and drop it in yeah. the skip bin full of water. Yeah. So the fire brigade sits there, fills it up, mm. and then they put a tarp over it. It's like a carbon fibre or something tarp.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And not quite- re- pretty cool. Not quite, quite related, but- uh, business
1: for, you know, Viola, instant waste, um, <laughs> clean away. Tom, get on to this.
2: Yeah, ring Tom <laughs> up. R-A-C-W-A. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that, Yeah. <laughs> R-A-C-W-A the other day developed have, and released a uh, electric vehicle-specific recovery vehicle. So it's basically a, a yellow Telstra.
1: Uh, electric vehicle-specific
2: recovery It's basically vehicle. a big... Is that electric as well? I, I, you know what? I don't know. I can't remember. And basically he goes around with a big battery pack on the back and if you've broken down, your car won't start. And Tesla's apparently really bad for this. If you run a Tesla out of juice, there's no... Hey... No, there's a second battery. There's a normal twelve volt battery, <laughs> a reserve
1: oh. battery. No, no, no. See, so, like, like I was like, like, like sure, are you sure? You sure it's was like a kid peddling on it, Like in the, in no, the boat seriously. <laughs> there, there is like you've got the battery pack underneath the floor, uh. and there in the, there is a regular. You know, like I, I you got to understand <laughs> what my brain was was going through. Going, why is there a Normal car battery, like this is
2: just you sure it's not like a pair thing. of Tamiya fucking RC batteries? Nope. Sorry, I can't think of the airport. Tamiya nope. RC nope. batteries joined together. No, there is there is a, a, a Milwaukee Milwaukee 18 volt battery. Oh, like. Normal,
1: everyday <laughs> car battery that is charged by the big lithium ion battery under the.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'm not making <laughs> it. No, I believe, I believe I just, I
1: just. Anyway, if that one goes flat, you got big dramas. Uh. Apparently the car won't work.
2: Well, anyway, yeah, there's apparently a recovery vehicle now that is, uh, yeah, gives you a quick charge enough to get you home. And is that that Staria, the yellow Staria, Hyundai
0: Star- You know that Hyundai van. It might be absolutely. Oh, it
1: is. so so it's it's not a
2: tow truck. No, 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 no. It's it goes out and you. It's it a plugs charging. Uh-huh.
0: charge, a little bit of a boost, a little bit of a. All right. On the
1: side. On, on the note of charging, the, the main charging. Uh, company uh-huh. in Australia, apparently they've put their prices up 40%. Mm. And, and now it is – there is no way if you use that – so if you don't have a garage where you live and are able to charge at home and you've, you have to charge from one of those charging stations, there is no way on earth that um, – you, you like you would have to drive a top fuel to work every day for it to be cheaper to drive an electric vehicle, which is ironic when you <laughs> consider how expensive – Fuel is at this point in time. That is that is very for, apparently forty for the fastest. I can't remember. Like it was a weird scale how they'd put their prices up, but I think it, I think it was for the fastest charging. Uh, the prices had gone up forty three percent.
2: Wow. Yep. Anyway, yeah. but if you, you've got a monopoly, keep it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we right. just anyway. Let's just we'll, we're getting low, and we've gone not quite way over, time, over, but no, a little bit. But anyway, hey, <laughs> uh, great to see Andrew Catavatis back on the track this weekend, and a shout out to our good friend John Sabo as well for his win oh, Super Street yeah. Norbert too. Great right. to see him back and taking out the A finals. Very Stuff. Good. I wasn't able to get to the track on the weekend. And I actually had a fishing trip. So I believe
1: the McClure's uh, leading the points in uh, both their contested categories. also. No, oh,
0: no, oh, doesn't surprise um, me.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think the the as as we record on a uh, what, t- what day is it today? Monday, another Monday. It's another Monday. <laughs> it's another Monday. <laughs> uh, as we record uh, on a Monday, the results were not no, up not yet. Not when I checked, no. No.
0: No. Uh, and Tango 2 and Tango 8 were down at Collie Motorplex. I saw some of the footage there, actually. They hit the track at the Collie Motorplex. Oh, Yeah, so great to see them down there as well. So what's coming up, Nick? We've got a heap coming up. So there's motivation at the Motorplex, February 2 to 4. Looking forward to that. Uh, Bubba Gallo, the Australian Sprint Car Nationals for the Motorplex from February 9th and, and 10th. Then there's a midweek sprint car mayhem at the Motorplex as well, February 14th. That's Valentine's Day. Then the 27th, bo- the, sorry, the 27th annual Cricket Boys Shootout at the Motorplex. That is February 16th and 17. Uh, so that's the the big week that we've been talking about. Oh, and how car. romantic I would know, it be to take yeah. your take your partner,
1: wife. your wife, your girlfriend? Linda will uh, love that <laughs> <laughs> down to the Motorplex. <laughs> For Valentine's, oh, I can't Wednesday. think of a more romantic way of spending the night
0: and getting we, covered in <laughs> mud. <and laughs> it would be remiss of us not to mention the fifty third annual running of the Western Nationals at the Motorplex. It is a March long weekend. The second predictions, and the predictions, predictions are that. What are, are they running fuel or uh, yeah? Car? Top, nah, top fuel, this one. It will be your only opportunity to see top fuel at the Motorplex this calendar year. Oh. So 2024. I Make sure you that. get there and you'll see top fuel. You've got, you've got to be there. You have to I be can't there. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we've also got Rachel Derbs coming on the podcast. I haven't confirmed exact dates, but I have confirmed that she will be coming on the podcast. So looking forward to having her on here as well.
2: Yourself, something. Todd, what have you got coming up? Um work. Okay. Which sounds really boring, I know. But um there's there's some stuff on the pipeline. Um some guests I am going to talk to you about that yep. will be coming up and uh, I've actually started um planning a world time attack again this year already, even though it's in August, September. Um and I am going to try and get over to Motorex. I have to just organise Johnny will be
0: there? Yeah. Johnny's going for Motorex? I just
2: basically got to book flights. Is, uh, it,
1: is he going to detail a car or? Well, yeah, cars he will uh, be, but he is cars. going
0: for the Collingwood and Essendon Anzac Day match, and he's going to stay the extra week and do Motorex as well, which oh. the timing is impeccable. Well done to you, the AFL yeah. for coordinating that. Yeah, Johnny will like One that. One week apart, the Collingwood and Essendon Anzac Day clash. Unfortunately, it's an Essendon home game. So he's having to talk to people about getting MCC memberships to Uh, get into the game. Roger. Essendon home game. Anyway, he'll be right. He'll work it out. Simon, yourself? Work. (laughs) Work. 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 Fair enough. Work. (laughs) 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 Work. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um,
1: (laughs) I, I am looking forward to the club run that's coming up. Um, yes hopefully I'll have the the my XY has this thing that if there's an event coming up something breaks on it so you know like I think 95 is when I, I started screwing that together somewhere around there and the temperature gauges worked fine up until the other day when it snapped it's <laughs> a mechanical one so I've got to pull the dash out and
0: do you know. need another one? I've got one at home. Ten
1: no, I've ago. got I got one. <laughs> I um, uh, got one from Outlaw Speed Shops um, and I've got something else for it. Oh, I've got a GPS Speedo oh, okay, that yeah. I'm going to fit yep. to it at the same time and I've got to put the tailpipes back on. I got it all ready to take to the track. That was a stupid idea because yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> just never going to happen. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully nothing happens. I get everything done and, uh, the wife's available and we'll pull the kids
0: in. and That'll be awesome. Yeah. 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 Where, where are we going for that? You have to talk to your friend Marco. He's organizing the run. Oh, there one. you go. The, the, oh, he hasn't, he hasn't told me.
1: So is it going to be a long run or?
0: No, no it'll be about an hour.
1: And, and, like, driving or... Driving,
0: yeah. And then it's back to... Okay.
1: Who's yeah. going to carry the fuel jugs for me? <laughs> if anyone out there knows where to get fuel jugs from, please let me know because I've been waiting for some jazz ones that have been on order for a while. <laughs> oh, do you want the American-style ones with the big pour and... Just the uh, square fuel jugs. I had, I had a bunch of them and I loaned them um, to someone... <laughs> And they, ta- and, they, and they haven't come no, back. No, there's
2: a guy in Sydney I know. So I'll get a hold of him and get you some prices and see how available yeah, they are. Yeah, cool, cool, because... Um, they're, uh, they're legit. He's looking at me as They're legit. It's from a factory I, I, in Sydney, all right? It's not from my, my friend that sells kebabs over there. The, <laughs> the, the ones that I had, I, um, I had borrowed some
1: from um, Brenton and Scotty. So I gave what I had, you know, back to Scotty, And now I have one that I bought from um, Dick, you know, GoGear. Yeah. And uh, I I ring Ivan every couple of weeks going, hey, man, have you got any more yet? So, no, he hasn't got any more. (laughs) But um, Dick was very, very kind and uh, because a lot of people don't stock the parts for the the fuel jugs. And those of you that have fuel jugs know that the little caps – Um, get lost, come off, (laughs) etc. And Dick did go out of his way to find where he could get the caps from and get me the caps. So, Dick, if you're listening, thank you very much. That was very successful. Scotty ran his car. I don't know if you guys knew.
0: I knew he ran the car. Uh, I'll
1: tell you what, right? When I let go of the button the last time I drove my car after being out of seat for a long time, the last thing that I, you know, was doing was holding my foot flat because – I think, um, you know, some little bits of poop came out of my bottom. But anyway, Scotty hasn't driven that thing for God knows how long. Yeah, it's a long time. Right? And like reels off 770, 780, 770, like, like nothing. Like as if he was, you know, just stepped out of it the other
0: day. So congratulations to Scotty as well. And it's great. As great well. Yeah, yeah, great to see. It's a great, to great story to see them back on the track. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, coming up on the podcast. Yeah, as I said, we got Rachel coming up on the podcast. We'll be talking to her, Rachel Derbs. Uh, and we're working on uh, quite a few guests, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll bring this one to an end. Um, we covered everything, Nick, you we reckon? have. Yep. You sure? Yeah. Anything you, you missed? No. What have I missed? Have I, I missed? don't know. Anything?
1: No. All right. You guys, um, you're going to go buy some Havanas now for <laughs> Havanas
2: and a, and a man Hey, bagel. I've got a pair. I've got a pair of Star Wars ones, thank you. Star Wars yeah. Havanas.
1: Yeah. My, my favourite thongs that I've got are a set of uh, Rip Curl ones. Fantastic.
2: Oh, the, the grooved ones? They're really they're comfy? They're, they're leather. Oh, okay. Now, I've got the ones that are, like, grooved. They're so comfy. Are they? It's Javianas, oh. isn't it? Javianas. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Havianas. know. It sounds like it should be
1: the name of a cigar. <laughs> Cuban cigar There's or something. It's Javianas. That's what we can say. I miss
2: to buy Mambo thongs from BW. and do Well, I haven't seen them for a long time. They were the best. They were fifteen bucks, and they were spot on. Were they like Fido Dido ones? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, no, me know Mambo. Hey,
1: you know Mambo? Remember? Yeah, yeah, wasn't that the big thing, Fido Dido? Yeah, no. Fido Dido, yeah. and the farting Dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah It was kind of connected to Fido Dido, and uh, anyway, <laughs> he does not, he doesn't get. No, you're it, looking at on that one. No? Right. <laughs> anyway, I, I, um, I worked with Ridge Mombasso. He's a top bloke, really quiet guy. Uh. And he drove – like, that guy's – I don't know how many millions he's. is. He's probably worth billions. He drove this busted-ass Commodore wagon, like a VB or something. <laughs> the thing looked like it was falling apart.
0: Where um, did you meet him? On uh,
1: Swift and Shift, I yeah, think. Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah. I worked with him a couple of times, really quiet, really, really – but lovely guy, just a really – You know, genuine kind of guy. Like I said, he's worth all that money. He was driving this busted-ass wagon. It was like the biggest pile of junk, you know? That's a classic now. I mean, during COVID, it was probably worth half a million dollars, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if his LS
0: swapped it. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) All right. Well, look on that note. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank you, listeners. Keep coming back. We are. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Anyway, you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Eighty-eight point five FM as well. Every Saturday morning from seven thirty a.m.
1: Make sure you share us, like us. Yeah,
0: share us, like us. Give us great reviews. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thumbs up. Ring yeah. the bell. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding,
1: wow. <laughs> are we even on YouTube?
0: We, we, not every episode, but <laughs> no. this, this one won't be. But, anyway, the ones we film, we will. The one with Rachel, we will film that one, I think. Yeah. We'll, we'll Ring do the
1: yeah. bell, flick the bee. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Give us a
0: like. Do something. All right, guys. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for for your time tonight. It's great to have you here. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. All right. right. See ya. See you.